Hello, everybody, and welcome to Politics Today with James O'Hara. Um, so, I wanted to get into a couple things today uh, that have been going on uh, in the world of politics. Uh, if you've been paying attention to some things with this coronavirus, there's been a lot of news uh, as of yesterday and uh, what's been going on at the president's press conference yesterday. He said some things that have gotten some people all worked up. So, let's talk about them real quick. I'll play you a clip from his press conference um, and then. We'll get into what it means. The Senate has left Washington until at least May 4th. The Constitution provides a mechanism for the president to fill positions in such circumstances. The recess appointment, it's called. The Senate's practice of gaveling into so-called pro forma sessions where no one is even there has prevented me from using the constitutional authority that we're giving that were given under the recess provisions. The Senate should either fulfill its duty and vote on my nominees or it should formally adjourn so that I can make recess appointments. We have a tremendous number of people that have to come into government and now more so than ever before because of the virus and the problem. Uh, We have to do it and we have to do whatever we have to do. They've made it very, very difficult to run government. I don't think any administration has done anywhere near what we've done in three and a half years. But every block, every week, they put up roadblocks. Whether it's Russia, 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 or whether it's impeachment hoax, or whatever it may be, it's always roadblocks and a waste of time. So, that was the president right there in his press conference yesterday. And he was bringing up a provision in the U.S. Constitution, um, which he's claiming he's going to use, uh, which allows the president to adjourn Congress if Congress cannot agree to adjourn. Now, this is obviously causing a lot of concern for a lot of people um, because a lot of people are saying it's a power grab, um, that the president's going to do something that's unconstitutional, um, and so on and so forth. Now, before I get into the actual whether it's constitutional or not, let me get into a little background here of where this comes from. Because uh, for a lot of people who don't know what is going on, they have this thing that's happening in Congress, which is called a pro forma session. Now, a pro forma session is basically when Congress is, they are meeting, but they really aren't actually doing anything. Um, basically, they they have the floors open for people to do congressional work, um, but Congress has not actually adjourned. They're actually there. And so it allows them to stay uh, convened, even though there's really no work being done by Congress at the moment. Um, This is to prevent a president from doing something known as a recess appointment, as the president alluded to in his uh, statement yesterday. A recess appointment is when the president is able to appoint somebody without approval by the U.S. Senate. The, The Senate is not there to confirm an appointment of the president, an appointee, then the president can get that person confirmed without uh, Senate approval. This is something that's been done by presidents um, forever, uh, since the beginning of the nation. They've done things like recess appointments. Now, why is the president so upset about this? Well, the president's upset because the president has a lot of people that he has put forward to the U.S. Senate who have not been confirmed, mainly because Democrats who have a minority in the Senate but they have enough senators they can block um, the president's appointments. They basically have used their power of obstruction to block any of the president's 
uh, confirmations from happening. So they're basically refusing to bring the people up for votes and confirm them. And so it's been a very delicate dance between Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, and um, the Senate Minority Leader over getting these people appointed. So they have not been able to get nearly as many people appointed as other administrations have gotten so far within three years of their uh, the presidency, the administration being around. So uh, this is something the president's been concerned about. He's been very vocal about upset that he has been able to get these people confirmed. Um, and it's been an issue that the president has brought up over and over and over again. Now it's becoming a bigger issue because, of course, we're in the crisis. We're in a major crisis in this country when it comes to this global pandemic and the coronavirus. So the president's looking to try to get people confirmed who can then take on this these positions that are needed and in his defense, or his argument, I should say, they would do things that were going to solve these problems and, and stuff like that. So people are concerned because now the president's saying he has the power to adjourn Congress, uh, not just call it a session, which the president does have power to, but to adjourn it because they can't agree to on a time when they're going to adjourn. Now, there is a constitutional question on that. Um the U.S. Constitution does allow for the president to convene Congress in times of emergencies and to adjourn Congress if they cannot agree. It's Article 2, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution. So he does have a legal constitutional basis for what he's saying. This is not a power grab. Um, it is something that's in the Constitution. But it, it will be argued whether adjourning Congress does mean the president can just not have Congress there and make them go home if he wants so he can do recess appointments. That would obviously be fought by the Congress. They would sue, and the Supreme Court would have to make a decision on whether that could actually happen. All right, We do have checks and balances in this country forcing Congress to adjourn so you can make recess appointments, something no president has ever done. It's never been done in our entire history. Um, it would be something drastic for sure. Now, I understand the reasoning the president has for this, but I do also understand the constitutional implications of doing something like this. Now, I would argue something different. I understand where the president's coming from. I understand he's very upset. We're in a global pandemic, and you have Congress that is not adjourning. They're staying in pro forma session, which is basically fake Congress uh, for the time being. Now, I would take this a different approach than the president would. I would argue that the president needs to force Congress to convene, which is well within his emergency powers under his emergency declaration. Not a pro forma session, but force Congress to actually come to Washington, D.C. and work. Now, this goes out to all you Americans, my fellow Americans out there. We are suffering as a country. You have millions of upon millions of people who are out of work, who are applying for unemployment, who are desperately in need of help. It is a desperate situation for a huge amount of Americans. Uh, they are sitting back, not working, waiting for checks from the government, these $1,200 checks that are coming out and sometimes more, but they're sitting back waiting. And it was just announced today, there's an article that came out that says the Paycheck Protection Plan, which is this uh, fund with all this money in it, of course, that's supposed to help all these people, 
it is out of money. There's nothing left. It was given a certain number of billions of dollars. I think it was $349 billion is what it had in it to give out to small businesses. And all that money has been given out. There's nothing left. There are still thousands of small businesses trying to apply for economic assistance right now, and they can't get it. There are still millions of Americans who are suffering and haven't gotten any kind of stimulus check from the U.S. government. These are all serious, serious issues. And Congress, whose job it is to appropriate funds, is not there. They're at home. They're not in session. They're in pro forma session, meaning no one's actually there working. All of these congresspeople, these representatives and senators, have gone home to their districts. Now, I understand the situation. There is a situation right now where there's this coronavirus. Travel makes things dangerous. You have lots of politicians who don't want to come back to Washington, D.C. because there is a obvious threat there that they could get the coronavirus and it could be dangerous for them. But we are asking millions of Americans who are deemed essential workers to go to work every day. These are people who work at shopping centers, uh, grocery stores, uh, Target, you know, Publix, Winn-Dixie, uh, Walmart, for example. They're asked every day to go to work and interact with dozens of people on a given day, all who be, can be carrying this virus and that they could get it. My, meanwhile, they're making no additional pay, by the way. They're, they're getting paid their regular paychecks, um, their regular hourly rate, which I think is pretty crazy. I think they should get some kind of hazard pay for being deemed essential and having to go to work while other people are at home and getting paid. Um, and in some cases, people are at home not getting paid. That's why they need some assistance from the, the government on this. So those people are essential. We, the Americans, we have essential people out there that are forced to go to work every day. In many cases, without face masks, without these things that are said to help them protect themselves, they don't have that ability. But Congress has the ability to go home because it's too dangerous for them to go to work. Well, I would argue that the most essential person at this moment is the members of Congress, our elected officials. They need to be working. They are essential. What they do impacts everyone in the United States. This fund should never have ran out of money. That is insanity. I know that you, this is unprecedented, and we, we know there's uh, never been a situation like this where we have to shell out this many mo much money, and I'm, I'm sure they, they weren't prepared for how much money they're going to have to shell out, and they don't know that it was going to go that fast. But someone needs to wake up and get back to town and go ahead and make sure we get more money. <laughs> And believe me, coming from me, I'm a very conservative person. I do not believe in big government. I do not believe in heavy government spending. But I do believe when the government shuts down the economy and the government intentionally forces us into a recession, it's the government's responsibility to then pull us back out of it. And if the government tells you you can't go to work, then guess what? It's the government's responsibility to pay you now that you're not able to go to work. So this idea that the Congress is not essential and doesn't have to go to work in Washington, D.C. because it's dangerous for them. 
get out of here. They're just people. And they're very important. They have to pass laws. They have to appropriate funding. So the president does have a point when he says these pro forma sessions are nonsense. They are nonsense, 100% nonsense. Now, I do not agree that the president necessarily should adjourn Congress so he can make all these appointments on his own. I argue the opposite. I think he needs to force them to come to Washington, D.C. and work. Because it's one thing to make recess appointments and put people in a position where they can run these programs and do the emergency work that needs to be done. I do understand that perspective. It does need to happen. However, it's even more important that we get Congress people there to pass more legislation and immediately get funding out. This idea that they're not going to be back till May 4th. May 4th? We can't afford to sit back and wait till May 4th. You know, when the government issued this $1,200 check, and in some cases more, the $1,200 check was when the government was shut down, or businesses, the economy was shut down, for two weeks. For the end of March, beginning of April. It was never intended to last us months and months and months. Now you have some experts saying the government's going to be shut down until the end of May or June or July. There's no way $1,200 is going to get Americans through that hard time. It's not going to happen. It's impossible. People can't afford to pay their rents. The damage of having the economy shut down the way it is is extremely serious at this point. And the government needs to do more than just sit back and issue $1,200 checks to people one time. There's more work that's going to have to be done by our Congress to appropriate more funds. And when you read articles that are coming out now that there are Democrat politicians, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat leadership, who are now holding up discussions about the fourth phase of funding for this because of pet projects and things they want to add in, it's absolutely unbelievable that Americans will sit back and are going to suffer more over political arguments because of political ideology. Now, there are many conservative people who are 100% against what the government's doing, but guess what? They're biting their lip and they're sitting back and they're saying, hey, there are some things that need to be done. There are some things that you have to do that once we went down this path of shutting everything down, whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing to do, you shut everything down, and now there's something you need to do about it. So many conservatives sit back and say, I don't like the government spending a lot of money. I don't agree with the government spending all this money. But I do agree that the government did shut things down. The government intervened, and therefore the government needs to get us out of this versus not getting us out of it, right? Now, I don't agree with us shutting down the entire economy the way we did. I understand some things were necessary. I wish there would have been a better thing done here. Um, And a lot's been said that there's other strategies that could have been done. But now's not the time to argue about which strategy was right, which strategy was wrong. We are on this path. We went down it. Now we got to get ourselves out of it. And for people to be so upset and outraged that the president is trying to invoke some constitutional power that he may have and calling it a power grab and using it against him versus not being angry that your own elected officials are abandoning you, abandoning you, and not getting to Washington and passing legislation, that is the real outrage. America cannot wait until May 4th for people to get back and then expect some kind of relief. Congress needs to get back to work now. Democrats in Congress need to stop obstructing legislation for pet projects. 
things like $25 million that went to the Kennedy Center, and they still laid off people even after getting that. We can't afford that anymore. You need to get serious here. This is not a time for political points to be scored. Now, it's reality that this becomes political. That's why I'm talking about it. It becomes political because everything in an election year is political. Everyone's trying to use everything they can to score any kind of points. The president has been speaking out against the media on this point because the media has been holding water for the Democrat Party. They've been carrying water for them, and they've been giving cover to these Democrat politicians who don't want to get certain things done. Now is not the time to do that. Now is the time for Congress to get back into Washington, D.C., go back into real session, not pro forma sessions, and start passing legislation that's going to matter. People need assistance now. The longer we are shut down, the worse it's going to be. Now, pivoting to the next thing is reopening the government and reopening the economy, I should say. The economy needs to be reopened. And Trump, the president, taking actions right now to try to get this thing uh, reopened with a lot of pushback of people saying not to do it. Uh, but I've been listening to some of these experts. I've listened to every single one of these press conferences that the president does. I've been listening to the governors giving their press conferences. And I do agree that most governors know what's right for their state. They know uh, what they need to do as far as getting their economies back up and running. You obviously are going to have hot spots like New York and New Jersey and certain other areas in the, you know, Louisiana, for example, and other areas in the country that you do need to keep shut down, that clearly need to be shut down because they do not have um, any kind of drop in their cases. They have very serious stuff going on in those areas. But in areas of the country where you don't have this, yes, they need to start reopening, start getting their economies going again, because the best thing to help people out in this situation is to get the economy going again, open things back up, have people go out there and start working again, making money and taking care of their families. And they won't have to rely on these $1,200 checks from the government. So with that said, it's going to end my podcast for today. I appreciate you guys listening. If you have any comments, go ahead and throw them at me. Um, and I'll do my best to answer them for you. Uh, but appreciate you guys listening and have a great day.